Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me always is my co-host, Jacob Belville. Hey, Jacob. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. It's Christmas week. Kids are excited. Santy's coming. You know, a lot of rapping that my wife pretty much does, and then I, you know, wake up Christmas. I'm like, all right, what do we get the kids? You know? Yep. You have a pretty fun work story since you had the big winter storm you work at hy V. you typically work in a cubicle and you got the opportunity to you know go out rub elbows with the people um be amongst them how did that how did that feel honestly it was actually kind of a lot of fun like it was just basically running product from the back room getting it back out on the shelf um huge winter storm that was forecasted for so if a huge winter storm hits, retail doesn't really see like this surge in people. But if it's forecasted by the news ahead of time, huge, um, huge amounts of just foot traffic. And so I basically spent two and a half days stocking broth and soup on the shelf. And, t- um, so and talking to little grannies about fantasy football, did they give you any advice? They didn't. Um, the problem was I wasn't very helpful in finding other things in the store, to be honest. Like, they were like, where's a beef consomme? Like, it's a type of soup. I had to Google it, but eventually found it. But, I mean, I, I'm not, you know. Listen, I work in a cubicle. I do a lot of data and insights type stuff. I am i haven't been in stores for six, seven years. So, I mean. should You should have just geared them like, oh, you, sh- you know all the ins and outs of, like, what probably is the most profitable thing in the store? You should have just geared him towards that soup. You're like, this is what I this is what I recommend. So I did that a little bit. <laughs> um, basically, what I did was I stocked, uh, made sure that pri- our private label, so anything that was high V label, was on the shelf first, and then obviously I'm going to stock every other brand. But yeah, and then put a I mean, dent in all the Campbells. Make a bit more money on high V beef beef broth, so I'm going to stock that box first. Yeah. Maybe put a little dent in the Campbell's label. Like, no one wants to dent a can. So, you know. I wouldn't do that because we already paid for that can. Oh, okay. So, no, we want want to sell that. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. Let's get into our – oh, we got to make sure that we rate, download, review. Give us all of the help we can while we're streaming. Jacob and I have already – applied for our media credentials for the uh, Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. Hoping to hear back something on that here soon. So hopefully we get to go down there, at least have the opportunity to. So all of the downloads, rating, and reviewing do help. Let's get into our quick hitter. Jacob, I'm going to start with you. I didn't even introduce our other guest because, I mean, he's not really even a guest anymore. He's just a a staple. Regular. He's a regular. It's tweet. It's the bear. What's going on? North Carolina, go raise up. Take your shirt off. Whip it around like a helicopter. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Looks like the bear might be a couple beers deep already. You talking about your wife rapping just got me in the mood, you know? <laughs> I hear you. Very cool. All right. So <laughs> for fantasy football, Quick hitter, fantasy football. You've got the 2022 class, the 2023 class, and the 2024 class. And you've got the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. What would be your ideal draft for fantasy football? So your 2022 class, you know, you got your Kenny Pickett's. Obviously the great Malik Willis going to get his start this uh, this week. 2023, you got your Strouds, Bryce Young, Will Levis. 2024, you've got Caleb Williams, Drake May, those types. Jacob, how are you going to craft your perfect draft from those three classes? So, 2024, I'll probably go quarterback just because I believe that Drake May and Caleb Williams just bring that rushing potential for your fantasy team that not necessarily I guess Justin Fields would have that but this is a this is a little bit colored by the fact that we've seen Justin Fields and frankly he hasn't been that great of a passer but I mean, been okay yeah. for a fantasy option so 
Correct. Yeah, he's been he's fan, he's been fantastic for fantasy just because of the rushing. But do you? I don't know. Do you stick around if you can't pass the ball to a certain level in the NFL? I don't know that. That's kind of the question mark there. So I'll go twenty twenty four for quarterbacks. I'll go twenty twenty two for wide receivers by a lot, honestly, and then. 2023 for running backs just because it's so deep. Tweet, what about you? Unfortunately, uh, not good for radio, but I'm going to go the same route. I love the quarterbacks in 2024. Not a big fan of the 2023-2022 classes, even though I'm a Steelers fan. Um, I mean, give me everything, Bijan. All those guys are coming out with. Although, I think with Brees being in the 2022 class, you got some argument there for sure, but that wide receiver class from 2022 is going to be tough to, I mean, not tough to beat. I think their wide receiver classes keep getting deeper and deeper every year. And I think they keep improving, but I don't, I don't think 2023 is going to be as good as 2022. So if you were to, if you were to rank these, Jacob, I'll come back to you. 2021, 2020 or 2022, 2023-2024, let's rank quarterbacks, then running backs, then wide receivers in the class that you th- think it would, since you guys agree there. So, I mean, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. Prior, man. We're talking 2022, 2023, 2024, though, not 2020. Or not 2021. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about eyesight. Oh. <laughs> No, what I'm saying is, like, that 2022 quarterback class, like, if you just stacked it up on paper versus 2024 and you hadn't seen them play in the NFL, that might be your number one. Obviously, we have seen them play, so I'm going to go 2024. For quarterback, I'm going to go 2024, 2022, and then 2023 in the third spot. What about you, Trey? 2024, 2023, and then 2022, in my opinion. You know what? I might take, like, I love Caleb Williams and Drake May. 2022 is. You're thinking that's. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. That's not. That's Kenny. Oh, then no. Then 2022 is, like, dead last. So I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking, like, quarterback's the most, you know, it's the craziest position to, like, try to figure out who's. Whatever. Will Levis, not a great college quarterback, but arm strength. Like, people just care about all these intangibles that you have and, you know, what uh, special things that you can do. He can whip the ball. I'm starting to wonder what the NFL is doing with the quarterbacks because you no longer have your Drew Brees, your Peyton Mannings, Soon we might not even have an Aaron Rodgers. These pocket quarterbacks are kind of going away. You see these running mobile quarterbacks, but these running mobile quarterbacks either get hurt, you know, they might not be here very long, but they're only throwing the ball like 15 yards down the field with an occasional deep bomb here or there while you're like your Drew Breeses were, you know, throwing the deep balls all the time and they're just a little bit better. I'm kind of curious on Anthony Richardson. He goes in the first round. Is he, like, the best quarterback out of all three classes? Like, he's just got this huge upside. I mean, I love Caleb Williams and Drake May, but I don't... He definitely, like, tools-wise, he definitely has the most potential. It's not even close. Like, I think... what What if Anthony Richardson goes to... Detroit with a pretty good offensive line and they use their second pick on him. Like, I don't feel like that matters. I, I don't think Anthony Richardson can throw the football. Like, Do you, he can throw it about 85 yards, tweet. Like, he can, he can definitely throw it. I mean, it's, it's more like making the right decision. So, just for that and just to be contrarian a little bit, I'm going to go 2023 quarterbacks. I really don't like Will Levis, but, like, he's got tools, so I'm not going to act like I know how to scout quarterback. Give me that 2020 th- or 2023 class. 
then 2024, then 2022. What about running backs for you guys, Jacob? Running backs, 2023, then 2022, and then 2024. I, to me, it's pretty clear. So you got the Bijan class. And then the Brees. Brees' class, which sneakily had, like, I mean, obviously Kenneth Walker was drafted highly, but Rashad White was actually a really great prospect coming out. He's a guy that everybody should want on their team. You got some other guys popping off like Damian Pierce, who I think is probably a sell right now. Same with Brian Robinson, but at the same time, they're effective in the NFL currently, week to week. So that's kind of where I would land. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean... My big thing is Bijan is a he's one of those top tier running backs, you know, those those Saquons, those Zeeks that are coming out, like so you can't ignore that. Um Well I I think Brees was right there with him. I agree. He didn't get the he didn't get the pub that, that Bijan yeah. anybody else does, but and I one hundred percent agree. I think they're both game changing running backs. And you can kind of fill your void with anybody else. But I think 2023 has got the better void. I mean, with your Sean Tuckers, your, you know, these guys that are coming out. And you think about it, you got your NFL guys. The last, like, great running backs that we kind of have are your Dalvin Cooks, your Joe Mixons. It's like 2017. Like, those guys are getting old. They've probably got another year or two left in them. And then... We're gonna have this new wave, so this twenty twenty three class might be, you know, that class of the future. While they might, you know, who knows? Zach Evans scares me. Great prospect, I think. He has a little red flags with his, you know, commitment. Going here, going there, ends up going to TCU. Doesn't really play a lot. Comes to Old Miss, d- plays, doesn't play. He's talented, but then, like, what? What does the NFL have? Like, that's the thing. People are looking for these, like, bell cows, and they just don't exist anymore. You've got a couple teams that do it. You've got Damian Pierce probably being the majority. He's probably, like, 62 to 68% snap share, and he's fantasy viable and, and a pretty good running back for a fantasy this year. I think. But is, that because, but is that because of the NFL, or is that because of Damian Pierce? Damian Pierce well, I'm is a, he, he's a limited player, and so then on a limited he, team, you want him to go to the NFL and be this bell cow who's going to get third down receptions, all that kind of stuff. Like he's just not that. That's why I, I, think, the, like, I think the bell cow cow is on its way out. I mean, unless you have your Bijans, your Breeses, like even Brees, though, like he still has some guys behind him that are going to be out there. But I think Bijan can carry that load. But I mean, but, but that's Tony what I'm saying. Not even a starter for Dallas, and he's. The, yeah, the Tony guy, Pollard. No. Tony Pollard's like RB seven, and he plays like fifty percent. Yeah, but that's kind of what I'm saying is like maybe those players are pretty special that can actually tote a full load and get third down work and be a bell cow. But I think for the like, fa- for sake of what we're talking about, I you know we could talk about the best class of running backs, and like you just really don't know. Like nobody really penned probably Tony Pollard to be that guy. When he was coming out, like, yeah. So, well, he's not that guy. He has to split time, you know. <laughs> I mean, well, he let's, does. So let's get to the wide receivers. I think we all can agree that 2022's top wide receivers. So then it comes to 2023 versus 2024 for wide receivers. Jacob, who do you got at second? In second. Yeah, because we all think, you know, your Olaves, your Garrett Wilsons, that class is number one. Now you've you, got just your... named, you just named the two guys that I wouldn't name for, the, for that class. Trey Lumbert. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I mean, those two are the two leading receivers. Um, I believe those are rookies, but. Man, there's so many questions. Like, there's so much more that can emerge in 2024, like currently, that. It makes me hesitant to say it, but right now I would maybe say 2023, just because you've got kind of your freak athlete like Quentin Johnston, and then you've also got these other kind of 
I don't know. You got your Josh Downs, your JSNs, your... Well, even, even down to, like, Jalen Hyatt. Like, that guy can play a role in the NFL with his speed. And you've got, like, Rakim Jarrett, who didn't have the success that you maybe wanted at Maryland, but he, he's kind of an intriguing prospect. So I think right now I'd lean 2023, but it wouldn't surprise me if 2024 was better. I mean... Because, like, 2024 will probably be led by... Keyshawn Boutte, at least the name-wise. Don't know if he'll have the bounce-back season uh, that he's hoping for, but it'll be him, Xavier Worthy. I'm trying to think of other 2024 wide receivers off the top of my head. Nick Buka, Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. <laughs> what about you, Tweet? Uh, it, 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 I think it's just a... I think... I lean slightly with Jacob in 2023, but I think it's such a God. It's just like you're leaning, like you said, you're leaning on a Quentin Johnson. You're like you're you're leaning on guys that they're freaks, but are they going to do anything? Like God, it just doesn't seem like. It seems like 2023 is the could have a lot of hype, but could be a big old bust. Give me 24. 2024 is the number two there. See, that's where I'm at. I'm on that wishy-washy. I'm I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, what's the difference between JSN in 2023 with what he put up and Marvin Harrison Jr. in 2024? Outside of playing outside versus slot. Well, Harrison had a way better 2022 this year, (laughs) (laughs) stats-wise. Was it? I, I think JSN I think JSN and Harrison are probably fairly similar players, personally. I like I think they're completely different players, but at the same time I'm just saying I don't know. Twenty twenty four there's a lot that can get in there. Like I'm a huge Keon Coleman fan. What happens there? He's clearly like a freak athlete. He's playing D one basketball for Michigan State and football. Yeah. Like, and producing it both. It's like, I I just don't know. Like, th- those two classes are hard for me to pick between. I also don't love JSN, and I don't love Marvin Harrison either. Because like, no, you I have think. a Buka. We know. We get it, Tweet. <laughs> I like, I'm, I'm an Egbuka guy. I think Egbuka is the guy in that class. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch these wide receivers pan out. Yep. Those two classes for sure. Give me the 2024. It always kind of is because ultimately you only need one good year in your first three years in college to get to the NFL and be a stud. So, like, anybody can emerge. Or you could be Valus Jones and not have a good season ever and still get drafted. Exactly. You just have to have one sucker team to believe in you. It's usually the Bears. All right, let's get into some NCAA news. The NCAA has issued a one-time blanket waiver to allow FBS players who are redshirting to play in the postseason without counting against their four-game limit. This waiver is for games taking place after December 15th. You know what? I love this idea. I think you should do it instead of a one-time thing, do it all the time because you're going to have more and more people that are skipping out on bowl games they're going to save themselves you know to go pro and it gives it gives the fans and it gives the coaches a chance to look at players like i don't even care if you want to almost treat bowl games like a scrimmage and you go first half this quarterback second half this quarterback whatever you want to do to get to look at what you have do i need to hit the transfer portal do i need to do this i love it i think this should be a, a thing that you do all the time is bowl games don't count towards your four-game eligibility for being a redshirt. What are your guys' thoughts? Jacob, start with you. I mean, whether it does or doesn't count, it needs to be the same for all schools. Like, it, it's such BS to be, like, playing games of, like, these schools get this exemption. Like, I, I hate that. I, I don't care. I just hate it. What about you, Tweet? I mean, I agree with it. I mean, I don't think it should go against you because it's a thing you earn. I mean, as we're seeing, I mean, the, these bowl games, though, going on now and until 
till the, the tournament, you could say. Yeah. Really don't matter as much. So, yeah, throw those guys out there. Let's see what we got in a redshirt freshman. Like, let's go. All right, going pro, we got Trey McBride. Uh, I believe he is on Grimm's team. Sean Tucker on your team tweet. Uh, Duggan, uh, I can't remember whose team he's on. Maybe Chad's. Bijan has let God talk to him. God has told him to go get that bag. You need to go to the NFL, Jacob. You will now be having mustard on all your sandwiches going forward. Then we've got Bryce Young going pro. Izzy Abanaconda going pro. So Bryce Young on my team. No way traded him on Corey's team. Make what is- <laughs> then I got uh, Izzy Abanaconda on my team. And then Jalen Cropper going pro. He is on Chad's team, I believe. Coming back. We have Bo Nix saying that he's going to come back at Oregon, which, you know, good for Corey. Uh, pretty much thinking he had a one-year rental. Ends up with an, a quarterback coming back. That'll be great for him. And then uh, Jalen McMillan, wide receiver for Washington, says he's coming back. He's on my team. He was draft eligible, and so is R- Roma Dunze. Roma Dunze hasn't mentioned anything, but... I think he would also be coming back and uh, good for Michael Penix and Tweet's team for uh, having some wide receivers come his way. Then we get into the transfer portal. So January 18th is when this closes. Updates. We've got Braylon Presley for Ian. He's now going from Oklahoma State to Tulsa. Byron Cardwell on Patrick's team. Goes from Oregon to Cal. We've got Dakari Collins, wide receiver from Clemson on Grimm's team, going over to NC State. Devin Leary on Jacob's team goes from NC State to Kentucky, which we'll get to it later. We had another quarterback already committed to Kentucky but didn't sign with them. So that was that was interesting what we had going on there. Dominic sounds like, a, sounds like a bench warmer there. Well, he's not going to Kentucky anymore. No, he's not. No, he is. We'll get to it later. Dominique Lovett, I put in the chat, um, going to Georgia. He was between Georgia and Alabama. I don't love, don't love it from a fantasy standpoint, but from an NFL standpoint, pretty good, pretty good option there. Dude's a stud. Um, Donovan Smith, quarterback from. Texas Tech on Nate's team going to Houston. Love that. Dorian Singer, wide receiver from Arizona on Grimm's team, transfers to USC. Not sure exactly how I feel about that quite yet. Drew Pine, uh, quarterback on Nate's team going to Arizona State University. I like that. Graham Mertz, quarterback on Grimm's team, was going to Kentucky, now is going to Florida. Ugh. I don't know if you saw Florida in that bowl game, but Graham Mertz, I don't think, is going to be able to help that any. So, do not love that. Then we've Graham got... Mertz wasn't going to help anybody, but... <laughs> yeah. Haynes King on Jacob's team, uh, going from Texas A&M to Georgia Tech. Don't love that. We've got Jeff Sims, quarterback from t- uh, Georgia Tech, on Corey's team, going to Nebraska. JoJo Earl, wide receiver from Alabama on my team, now going over to TCU. Who else do we have? We have Nathan Carter, running back from UConn. Grimm picked him up as a waiver, and of course, he goes to Michigan State. Grimm gets a Big Ten running back who, like, he just sees the future. He's like, this guy, this guy's going to be a Big Ten running back. I need him. He goes over to uh, Michigan State. Nick Evers, quarterback from Oklahoma. Ian drafted him in our supplemental league or our supplemental draft this last year. He's now going to Wisconsin. Ra Ra Thomas, tweet your wide receiver, going from Mississippi State over to Georgia. Ray Davis on Corey's team, going from Vanderbilt to Kentucky, filling that Chris Rodriguez role. We've got Ryan O'Keefe, wide receiver on Chad's team, going from UCF to Boston College. I don't think he is as talented as uh, who is the wide receiver over there this year. Why am I forgetting his name? 
just since the game's going on, while you're thinking, Chris Streveler and Zach Wilson have like the exact same stats, except for Streveler has like 40 more rushing yards. Flowers. Yes. Zay Flowers. Uh, so, so, Nate, what's that? Zay Flowers is who I was okay. thinking of. I don't think he's as good as Zay Flowers, but I think he'll be comparable. Go on. We were talking about it in the chat of our, you know, league. But, Nate, you might want to trade Zach Wilson and take whatever you can get. I offered Zay Jones. Zay Jones isn't doing anything tonight. Guess what? That's the best thing you're going to get for him. Dude might be dust. Continue, Luke. All righty. Let's hear. What else do we have here? We've got... Travion Cooley on Patrick's team goes from Louisville to Georgia Tech. Aiden Robbins' tweet on your team goes from UNLV to BYU. They like to run the ball, so I think that'll be all right for you there. Uh, New things, we got Jermaine Bernard, wide receiver from Michigan State on Nate's team, goes over to Washington. Aaron Anderson, wide receiver for... Alabama, one of those many freshmen that came in last year on Patrick's team, goes to LSU. I don't quite understand that. Just based on you couldn't cut it at Alabama, I don't know if you're going to cut it at LSU. I don't I don't get it. But here we are. And then our final one, Corey Rucker on Ian's team uh, at South Carolina is now in the transfer portal. So that is does it for all of the transfer portal news. I want to get into NFL news. Jacob, what NFL news do you have for us? So apparently Sean Coogler of the Arizona Cardinals came out in a statement and said that he was fired because he was a case of mistaken identity with Steve Kime or whatever happened in Mexico City. I don't know. So there was I, there was a sexual harassment or yeah. touching of a, a woman. And you guys need to just look at these two guys. One is an offensive lineman coach, defensive yeah. lineman coach, offensive lineman coach, and then the GM for the Cardinals. They look really similar. Pretty similar. Um, I've seen, like, anonymous like statements saying that no we knew that it was Kugler that was on these like the video from the hotel or whatever that might just be like PR that just might be like trying to save face for the fact that they <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals may have fired the wrong guy I have no idea well the what makes it interesting is Steve Kime after that Mexico City game went on a medical leave and now he's not around the team at all. I don't. I don't think it's medical. I don't think it is. I think. I think the Cardinals are doing a little investigation on their end. I think the Cardinals need to investigate a lot of things going on there. Well, I bet, I bet Kyler Murray was involved. He was. Uh, he was busy playing Call of Duty. Yep, he was busy in his room playing <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> no, I don't know. That organization is just like, I don't know what's going on. But it was definitely something interesting that I hadn't really heard of, and the NFL's kind of kept hush-hush, and I, I feel like I at least want to bring, we need to bring it up to the group, and it's interesting news. Yeah, I don't know what's true. What I do know is they look very similar, and it could be true that Steve Kime was actually the perpetrator, and Kugler just got fired for it. <laughs> I got a question off topic. As you guys have gotten older, do you guys believe more, less, or the same in conspiracy theories? As I've gotten older, I feel like I'm believing more and more in conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm the same. So you've always believed in them is what you're saying, Tweet? No. I just don't pay much attention to them. I'm going to say less, and that's only because as I've gotten older, I realize that people do things that will benefit themselves. So it's not necessarily a conspiracy, but if someone's going to benefit 
from yeah. doing a certain thing, they're going to do it. So, like, if you can get rid of an offensive line coach instead of your GM and not have this PR nightmare, you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Grim, I'm sure, has heard of it. Quick basketball story. Gulf of Tonkin. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan didn't really he retired from basketball but it wasn't necessarily to play baseball it was that he was being investigated by the NBA about his gambling problems because apparently you know his his dad passed away right before he had retired or not passed away he was murdered but word on the street was Michael Jordan had owed way more money than he had had Somebody put a hit on his dad. Then he goes out, retires, plays baseball. And word on the street is that he's also putting money on NBA games. NBA does their investigation, kind of puts him out for you know some time, and then brings him back, and he gets to keep his his name. And NBA gets to keep making good product and bring back and all this stuff. I never really believed it, but like as I get older, I'm like, you know what? That's probably not too far off like i totally believe it it's probably somewhere in the middle where he had a gambling problem was gambling on nba games stepped away for a little bit i don't know if the hit thing is completely real or if he lost all of his money but at the same time he might have had a gambling problem and it might have tarnished his legacy and then he came back and he was fine I mean, we can all agree he might have and he does as two different things because we all know he does. Yeah, he, do, he does have a gambling <laughs> he just, problem. He just has a very large income that backs it. <laughs> so, anyways, enough basketball talk on our fantasy football talk. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> league, league news, Malik Willis-Stats, week 15, three for four for 20 yards, one rush for eight yards. He can't lead his team to victory over the Chargers. They lose 17 to 14. Week 16 and probably week 17 and probably week 18. We're going to get to see all Malik Willis. So Brett, breathe it in. You might be able to sell high right now. This might be your peak Zach Wilson type return you can get from Malik Willis. Because you're probably the only believer left. But honestly, that's a 75% completion percentage, correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. We just want to clarify. Right. For 20 yards. That's 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 pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Trade counter still at 81. Congratulations for the league. Pretty much almost doubling. I think we're at 44 last year. So we, we crushed it this year on, on trades. Makes it a fun year. We've got no early power rankings yet on the NCAA side. So, Jacob, take it away with our recaps of our first week of the playoffs. All right, first week of the playoffs, me versus Patrick. Patrick's team was able to put up the highest point total of the season for their team and sent the steady eddies into offseason mode. Players in the steady eddy locker room were understandably shocked except Miles Sanders and Ramondre Stevenson. They were heard in the locker room speaking with their agents. It seems the team has informed them that they are looking to replace them in the upcoming draft. Uh, well, They're on the block. Moment of silence, please. No. That was all I got. Alright. But I mean sorry Listen. for your loss. <laughs> tweet were you saying where was that for my team? What's that? <laughs> I think Tweet was saying where was that for my team? <laughs> <laughs> happened in week two um (laughs) no i mean if you're you know like i put up good points i don't know what to tell you like you can't you can't just came out you can't be upset grim had mentioned again i love that he did it 170 is kind of that average points you crushed it 
by putting up 230, he just happened to put up 234. Like, listen, I would be I, up, I'd be upset if I didn't put up at least 170. And it's like I lost. It's like you know, like fuck, like hey, you put up, you put up good points. Let's. And, it is what it is. And it by is his, what it is. He earned it. His team earned it. The reality is, four out of six like playoff teams put up huge scores this week, like two thirty plus. I mean, yep. that's not normal for this league. Nope. This past weekend was definitely like high scoring for certain players. So Talk I, about a op- total opposite. This week with all the weather stuff is going to be total opposite. You're going to be lucky to break the 170 score. Well, I saw I saw Patrick. I saw Patrick with all those uh, Green Bay Packers, and I'm like, oh, they're playing in frigid cold. I'm I'm probably okay. Like this game's gonna suck. It's gonna be like fourteen to ten, you know what I mean? But that's not that's not what happened. So, luckily, I get to play him, and he gets to have those guys go up against Miami. So, and it'll be in nice temperature. So great, awesome. I had a dollar for every time my team scored one seventy in the frigid cold. I'd have a dollar. Would you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you might have fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> So then, uh, Corey versus Brett. Corey's team shellacked Brett this week. A, a statement game from Corey. As Conor McGregor once said, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Corey will advance to the second round of the playoffs for the second straight year, I believe. I didn't fact check that. Um, Brett, it's time to be a mover and a shaker. If this team enters 2023 with this roster... They might find they may find themselves roommates with the dweller. Ooh. Oh bummer. Chad, Chad Chad's warming it up down there if you want to join though. So then Nate versus Tweet. <laughs> if you combine the scores of both teams in this game, they would have still lost to four out of six playoff teams. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Elite. Any thoughts, Tweet, since you're here? I mean, I mean, it was an elite game. To be honest, I didn't pay much attention. We're in a we're in off season mode. We're we're out scouting, recruiting, you know, trying to hit that transfer portal. There you go. Ian versus Chad. Ian gets the win against Chad, even with Chad scoring the most points he's he has since all the way back in week nine. Ian, 163, The Dweller, 159. Those are some kind of bad scores. Is that Chewbacca? Nope. It's my lungs. So that is all the matchups. Unless I miss some, um, I missed them, Ian and Chad. They didn't matter. Oh, okay. what's that? Ian versus Chad. I just I did it. What he just said. Oh, okay. It was like it was one sentence. I don't. I don't know what you want me to say. Jesus, about the date night thirty eight got you drunk. Guess, guess so. I'm. I'm not gonna, you know, type out a paragraph for the consolation bracket. That's just not gonna happen. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So then playoffs, Luke versus Patrick uh, in round two. Patrick has been putting up pretty big scores, it seems, every other week. Can he buck that trend and have two big weeks in a row to upset the number one seed? So I want to do a little history here. I have played Patrick two times this year. As soon as Sleeper updates with the schedule, I had played Patrick in week three and I lost to him. I lost 183.62 to 193.9. Then I beat him in week 12, 180.44 to 179.88. Barely squeaks out a win there. So we are we got the rubber match coming up this week for me and Patrick. Since you said that, I think I'm 0-2 this season against Patrick. Woof. Yep. He's a scary team to run into. He could get hot just at the right time. I'm hoping this weather, Here's the deal. this weather stuff 
plays in my my favor this week. Honestly, the most volatile teams are like Corey and Patrick's. Like they can put up some serious points if like things are going their way. So it's going to be interesting this next round of playoffs. The other matchup is Grimm versus Corey. This is an interesting matchup as Corey's team has been inconsistent in terms of points, but when it rains, it pours for this team. They're volatile enough to upset any team. Can they take out the number two seed this week? I think they can. History, week three, Corey beat Grimm 171.84 to 171.52. And then in week 12, Grimm beats Corey 193.4 to 171.46. So, again, another rubber match coming up here um, in this week. So, a good good week of playoff teams that we have here. Yep. Some exciting stuff. So, there were four. Now there are – there were ten. Now there's down to our final four. One of these teams won't be winning any money. Which one? Oh, uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to go with... Oh, I mean, obviously, I'm going to win this week, so I'm not even going to bother looking at that matchup. But You're going to lose this week. You're going to lose. Not, not going to lose. Let's see here. I I'm, think the rest of the league would like to see Corey versus Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I think Patrick beats Lucas this week. You think so, huh? I think... Good Co- thing his name is Luke. Yeah. I think Corey... <laughs> Not on his birth certificate. I think Corey just has too many Buffalo players this week, and with the the wind that is supposed to be coming around, Davis, Knox... He's got McKinnon going. And Give me Cousin Showdown for the championship. Uh... That'd be fun, too. Yeah. I think give me Grimm this week. It's going to be tough. Honestly, as long as Luke loses, I think we all win. That's what, Nobody well, wants to see the commissioner win, right? Well, he's going to lose because he's got Chase and, and like, he won college. And so it's like, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, one college. I, can, I mean, at that point, what do you guys call me? Like, am I just the the emperor of the league? What? I mean, what am I? I mean, I think you're called the fleecer. The, f- yeah. the fleecer. Yeah. <laughs> the Our, fleece blanket of the league. The, yeah. <laughs> the fleece blanket. It's a little cold here in Iowa, so yeah, fleece blanket makes sense. Fleece ba- Listen, fleece blankets are nice, you know, except for when you're trading with them. <laughs> <laughs> so. We, we missed out on our power rankings last week. Uh, Jacob, I didn't put this into the into the show sheet, but I'll, I'll mention it. Uh, Grim did his part. Ian dropped the ball. Ian, so this is after the regular season. It's a little bit late. Jacob, I know you have some frustrations. You can talk about that after this. But this would be after the regular season, before last week of the playoffs. Power rankings, Luke at number one. Jacob at number two, Dennis at number three, Corey at number four, Ian at number five, dude didn't even make the playoffs, Patrick at six, Brett at seven, that played out, he played like a seven team, Nate at eight, Chad at nine, and Tweet at ten. Those were the power rankings. Now, Jacob, let's hear your frustrations. About what? About the power rankings and and, and talk so the I end of the regular think, season. Even though it was way early or way late, I don't. I, I can't really tell. Um, these power rankings nailed Brett at seven. <laughs> <laughs> but in turn, missed on Patrick. Yeah, definitely missed. I don't know. I mean, here's the deal. We are down to the playoffs. Power rankings no longer matter. Like, if you win, you're better, right? Okay. It should be pretty self-explanatory. Where's our future rankings? People want them, but people have lives. I've been told that people have lives. They don't care about fantasy football. Um, I mean, 
I want to say I, I, I was shared a post that said that Jackson Smith Najigba was going to go to the Eagles at pick five. Not happening. Okay? I have a life too. I need these power rankings for next year. All right. Well, I like beer. So therefore, I have a life. All right. I want to do a little bull picks. So we are at <sighs> we're we're at 45 minutes. So we got some time here. Uh, I believe did Air Force win today? Anyone happen to know? I believe Air Force won. Yeah, Air Force won. So let me update these uh, picks, what we got here. And we just got to keep this going. So, in first place, we've got Luke at 9-5. Second, Tweet at 8-6. And, six, and oh, Jacob oh. last at 6-8. and eight. So, now let's get through some more bull pickums. Hopefully we're able to do another podcast next Thursday on the 29th before our championship weekend. So we will go through the 29th, which will be our last game that we will pick. Will be the Texas-Washington game. So let's start here with tomorrow's game. We've got Houston and Louisiana. Who do we got? Houston. Give me Dell all the day. Okay. I'm going to go Raging Cajuns. All right. I'm taking Houston in that one. Wake Forest versus Missouri. Who do we got? Wake. Wake Forest. I got Wake Forest as well. Then we've got... Middle Tennessee versus San Diego State. Tweet, who do you got? Middle 10. I'll go San Diego State. I'm also going San Diego State. Then we've got New Mexico State versus Bowling Green. Tweet, who do you have? Give me the green that are bowling. Bowling Green. Give me New Mexico State. I don't know why. Just got a funny feeling on that one. Our next one, we've got Georgia Southern Eagles versus the Buffalo Bulls. Tweet, who do you have? I love Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern for me as well. We've got Memphis versus Utah State. Tweet, who do you have? Ah, Utah State's look terrible. Give me Memphis. Memphis. I couldn't agree more. Utah State's been garbage. Give me Memphis. A good one that we have coming up here. At the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. I don't know where they come up with these names. <coughs> Coastal Carolina versus East Carolina. Tweet who do you have? In my opinion, the Ticket Smarter team is Eastern Carolina or East Carolina. I'll go Coastal. I'm going to also go with Coastal because McCall's going to play in this one. So Is he? He is. I still like East. Give me that one. Uh, we got Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. Tweet, who do you have? Jesus Christ, this could not be any worse. Um, I don't think anybody's playing in this game, but give me give me Wisconsin. I think they want it more. I'll go Oklahoma State. I'm going to go Oklahoma State, too. I just Wisconsin just doesn't have a lot going on for them. UCF Knights versus the Duke Blue Devils. Tweet, who do you have? Welcome to the Big 12. Give me UCF. Duke. Give me Duke. Then we've got Kansas Jayhawks versus the Arkansas Razorbacks. Tweet, who do you have? Give me Pigs. (laughs) Jacob, who do you have? I think it's pronounced Woo Pig, and I'll go with them too. Yeah, Woo Woo. <laughs> I'll say good Woo Pig. I don't know what we did there. <laughs> All right. North Carolina versus the Oregon Ducks. Did you pick? I picked. I picked Arkansas. <laughs> I thought it was Pig Suey. <laughs> no, that's 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 just what happens at the Iowa State Fair when they call hogs. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, tweeting this one. We got North Carolina versus Oregon. Um, it's like North Carolina doesn't know how to play defense, but what team is Oregon going to show up with? So, give me Drake May. Jake, I'll go Oregon. Give me I mean, or give me yeah. Oregon as well. Uh, Texas Tech versus Old Miss. Tweet, who do you yeah. have? Lane Kiffins. Okay. Quinton Judkins. Give me Quinton Judkins as well. Then we've got Syracuse versus Minnesota. Tweet. Uh, let's row the boat. What does that mean? Minnesota. Okay. Give me a flag. Give me Syracuse. Give, give me Syracuse as well. Then we've got Oklahoma versus Florida State. Who do you have? Florida State. Florida State. Give me Florida State. They're building something special there. And our last game to pick here, we've got the Longhorns versus Washington Huskies. Washington. 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 Bijan sitting out. Not a lot going on for the fighting Quinnewers. So give me Washington. Hall. Yeah, no, no, a guy hall. So I'll keep I'll keep track of those. We'll see uh, how we how we end up there. Arch Manning won't be there till next year. Yeah, you have to wait. Yeah. I guess maybe I'll be able to get him in the supplemental draft. I got one hundred and four. Maybe he'll fall to me. Maybe maybe I trade one hundred and four. Maybe if you're interested in one hundred and four, you come you come knocking. I'll borrow it. You'll borrow it, and then you give it back to me. Hey, Luke, you the, the current rate is a 101, or is a first round pick and a second round pick for the 104. I'll give you a first and a seventh. Uh, well, if I say, like, oh, it's got to be a first and a sixth, I'm just nickel and diming, I guess. <laughs> Jacob's like, yeah, yeah you're, you're fleecing at that point. At that point in time, <laughs> you're, just, you're just trying to collect the whole sixth round. Yeah, well, yeah, I got to get all the sixth round. That's my goal. So, hopefully. Again, around the holidays, things are tough. We've got in here before Christmas, so that's good. We're hoping to do another podcast next Thursday on the 29th. We might, I've got all next week off, so we might do it earlier. Don't know what you got going on, Jacob, but we'll, we'll figure it out, play it by ear. But we've got to give the people what they want, something before the championship. A recap, we've got to do at least two more, two more weeks here. Um, recap the championship and then we're in the off season we'll probably take a couple weeks off where we kind of recoup and regenerate because it's not a lot it's only an hour to two hours but like coming up with stuff to talk about all week and, and giving content is is exhausting so we will take a couple weeks off not when your life revolves around fantasy I'm told fantasy doesn't matter is what I've been told Fantasy is life. Fantasy is life. So, for those that are going into their final, some of them are their final weeks here. We've got our final four. Remember, always start your studs. Good night and good luck. See ya.